Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the president of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson. Hi, welcome to episode 155 of my Six Weeks to Fitness podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Is it possible for someone who is eating healthy and exercising to get the coronavirus? What if that person is a professional fitness instructor and in top physical condition? Well, my next guest, Tamika Harden, owner of Body by Tamika, is such a trainer. In this interview, she will share the pain, suffering, and challenges she had to endure while being sick with the virus and what steps she took and the steps that you can take to recover from the virus fighting as I would normally fight, you know, and I think when you actually know what you're up against, that could lessen your ability to fight, or you could be more afraid or nervous, and I didn't have room for those emotions because I didn't know what I had. Because of what I had to go through to get tested, I knew towards the end of my symptoms what I had. You know, so because I, I just kept every day that I was able to work out or go for a walk, I did. Uh, I just self-medicated and, you know, I, I was juicing and, and I knew I couldn't eat much. So I said, okay, you got to at least drink your food. So I was really, uh, I was being very proactive, which I didn't even know what I was really doing um, because I didn't know what I was up against. So I really, I really think it was the mindset, A, I didn't know enough yet to be afraid and be my, my basic lifestyle practices, you know, they, it, it's designed to boost immunity and, you know, just to keep me healthy. And that's just the way that I live my life. Tamika Harden is a personal trainer, life coach, owner and CEO of Body by Tamika. And she's a coronavirus survivor. Growing up in South Jamaica, Queens, Tamika was no stranger to the harsh realities of inner city violence and drug abuse. She credits her loving mother for her strength and perseverance to to overcome many of the hardships she faced growing up. Tamika's humble beginnings motivated her to strive for excellence, even at a young age. Her own battles with childhood obesity and overcoming it have set the stage for her own platform of inspiring and helping others to transform and uplift their lives, mind, and body. And joining me today on my Six Weeks of Fitness podcast to discuss her personal experience with the coronavirus and her fitness company, Body by Tamika, is Tamika Harden. Tamika, how are you? I am well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Now, before we discuss your company, Body by Tamika, let's discuss your experience with the coronavirus. When did you know you had the virus, and what were the symptoms? Well, at first, I was what you would call, uh, consider asymptomatic, and it started in March. I was. It was right before the lockdown had occurred for the pandemic. And I just, I woke up one day preparing for work, and I just felt 
uh, lethargic and a tiredness that I never felt before. Like I'm used to, you know, hustling and bustling, servicing clients all day, morning, and night, but this tired feeling was different. So I began to just cancel all my morning clients, which is not like me. And I, I'm like, if I can just lay down, if I can just try to, you know, uh, sweat this out or whatever I was feeling. So I rested and I tried to get back to work that evening. I took on some clients and then I said, okay, I'm going to take off the weekend and just try to recoup, use my regular techniques and tactics, exercise, rest, you know, proper nutrition. And I got the strength up and by that Monday I was back to work. And by that Tuesday, it was like I couldn't get out of bed if I wanted to. It was like I felt as if I had got hit by a truck or something that just, like, knocked me down. And, you know, I was fighting through that, just over-the-counter meds, taking my vitamins, trying to juice on the days I had enough strength to even want to eat something. And I just was fighting through it. I didn't know what I had. So then as the symptoms worsened, it wasn't getting better, I said, let me call the, the CDC hotline because now I'm home and I'm in bed and I'm watching the news and just really understanding what was happening because I think it happened so quickly for us. And I called the CDC and at that time I didn't have all the symptoms. So I'm telling them, you know, I, I have a bad cough. It's not going away. I was told I would get a call back in 48 hours to set up an appointment to get tested. That call came two weeks later. So this was like at the height of the pandemic when we lacked preparedness, you know, there was lack of medical supplies. You saw that more in predominantly uh, minority communities. So the health wasn't there. So I never got the call back. My symptoms worsened. And then it was brought to my knowledge that somebody that I was with a few days prior had had to be admitted to the hospital and had tested positive. So now I'm like, okay, I have to get tested. So I went to my local testing site and I was denied access that day because they told me, I'm sorry, I understand your concerns, but you have to call to, you have to have an appointment. So I explained that I called, I tried to call again. At that time, the wait time was approximately six hours. So I, you know, I explained to the attendant and I'm just pleading with them, like, I need to get tested. So then if it wasn't for me pleading and really, you know, pretty much begging them uh, to help me, that's when he said, okay, tomorrow morning there's going to be a trauma unit set up on site and your chances of getting tested on site are greater. Uh, he couldn't promise me that I would be uh, tested. So I went back that next morning very early and I waited in line and I was able to get tested and swabbed through my a crack in my window. You know, the exposure is very limited. And I was told that I would get a call back in a week if I tested positive. So I went on about my day. And that Friday, I had gotten a call back stating that I tested positive. Now, this was already 10 days in approximately. And if my body wasn't able to fight it, would have been, it could have been a lot worse for me because there was no in that in that time span the medical attention that I would have needed I wouldn't have been even been able to start that process because of the obstacles I had to go through just to get tested. Wow, and how long did it take for you to get through it? For me, it was about uh, maybe two weeks. The cough had lasted a, a, about a week after the other symptoms began to subside. So I would like to say about two weeks. 
And then I quarantined myself for three weeks. They said 14 days, but out of respect for, you know, friends and family. And we were already on lockdown. Where are you going anyway? Besides right. the supermarket. Uh, so I just stayed in uh, for three weeks. My children were exposed. So I had to monitor their symptoms. My nanny was exposed. Everyone who was in my household. So we was just told only take them to the hospital. If the symptoms worsened, just monitor them daily, practice six feet apart. So I just tried to isolate myself in my bedroom while trying to make sure my children uh, wasn't getting worse. So it was a trying time in terms of just trying to not panic and keep everybody safe in the household. But right. in terms of how it hit me in comparison to others, it really uh, brought attention to my lifestyle. Uh, and the state of my health at the time that I was infected with the virus. So it just it just really made me give thanks that I made it through it. Uh, but I just felt like I'm even more obligated than I was before to try to help people within my community and to just try to help people in general because a lot of it, it you know, had to do with the fact that I was healthy enough to fight the virus. Were you surprised that as a as someone like yourself in top physical condition that you would even get the virus? A little bit, yes, I was. Because at first, you know, there was a lot of misnomers. We didn't know. It was like, okay, only a, cert, a certain group of people, you know, can get the virus. A certain ethnicity, a certain, you know, health conditions. There was a lot of misinformation out there that, that was just, uh, we was just misled and didn't know. So at first, yes. Um, but then once I began to dig a little deeper and understand what we were up against, I really realized that this virus doesn't uh, discriminate and anybody can be affected. So at first, yeah, wow. yeah, I didn't think that it would happen to me. But you believe that because you're in very good condition that that enables you to get through it quickly. Yes, without because by the 10th day, I was teaching aerobics on Zoom, and it was like I didn't know what I had also. So I just kept fighting as I would normally fight, you know, and I think when you actually know what you're up against, that could lessen your ability to fight, or you could be more afraid or nervous, and I didn't have room for those emotions because I didn't know what I had. Because of what I had to go through to get tested, I knew towards the end of my symptoms what I had. You know, so because I, I just kept every day that I was able to work out or go for a walk, I did. Uh, I just self-medicated and, you know, I, I was juicing and, and I knew I couldn't eat much. So I said, okay, you got to at least drink your food. So I was really, uh, I was being very proactive, which I didn't even know what I was really doing um, because I didn't right. know what I was up against. So I really, I really think it was the mindset, A, I didn't know enough yet to be afraid and B, my, my basic lifestyle practices, you know, they, it, it's designed to boost immunity and, you know, just to keep me healthy. And that's just the way that I live my life. Awesome. Now, let's talk about that for a minute, because you said that you, were, you started juicing, you started doing things to boost your immunity. What were you doing to actually help you get through this? Well, I would take my normal vitamins, which has vitamin C, vitamin D, things like that. Uh, I'm a pescatarian, so there's not uh, many processed foods in my diet. So everything that I eat is really tried to pull energy, you know, from my food source. And that, you know, I, yes. I indulge and I have fun, like, you know, normal people. But on a day-to-day -day basis, when someone's, like, trying to get ready for uh 
summer, you know, a crash course. Yeah. My life is that, you know. So just in terms of just taking in fruits and vegetables regularly, you know, watching processed foods, watching your amount of meat consumption, that's just the way that I live. So when I wasn't well, it was like, okay, we got to up this more. And, and that's just pretty much what I did. And every day uh, that I felt well enough, I would exercise and I would, I would feel it like sweating out of my body. Um, and, and that's just, that's just what I did. That's amazing. But it's also a testament to your, your health, your ability to take care of your health and to focus on your health even more when you weren't able to get the treatment that you needed or to be seen as, as soon as you wanted to be yeah. seen. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now, how are your kids doing and your nanny? They're, they're well. Their symptoms never worsened. So it was, it was, uh, about a week or two, just monitoring everything, making sure temperature didn't go over a certain amount. And I don't know what it was, but what I also think happened that the first week that I was really sick, I was isolated just by accident. I wasn't staying with my family. I wasn't home. So um, I think the fact that I didn't expose them until ward, until the end, I think it made a big difference. Okay, that's why you have a nanny there yes. right, to watch the kids yeah, while you're away. Yeah, part of my business is like, you know, I'm I'm being pulled every direction. <laughs> so it, it, I think everything happened the way that it happened for a reason, and I'm very grateful for that. And I think that if I would have been home my first week of my sickness, that I would have exposed them even more because the way I was sneezing and coughing, I mean, and, and not taking – once I knew, you know, uh, the CDC told me what precautions to take at home. So, I mean, me and my kids was like on bleach patrol every hour. You know, it's like, you get the door <laughs> yeah. handles, you get the, you know, and, and they told us clean everything. When you use the bathroom, thoroughly clean everything you touch because also your waste is your feces, feces, everything is contaminated. Right. You know, so just in terms of the precautionary measures we took once I found out, that also helped. And you know that there was someone that you were around that exposed you to the coronavirus. Yes. Yep. And and that is how I think I initially got it. Or I who knows if I had it, could have given it to them. But I don't think so. I think someone gave, you know, but you, you don't know. And that's the thing about this virus when you're asymptomatic because you're not showing signs of symptoms. And a lot of people, you know, we didn't know at that time. Many of us wasn't taking this thing seriously at that time. And, you know, over time is when we really realized, okay, this thing is really affecting us. And we, we have to take, you know, at least for me, we have to take those precautionary measures, you know, and, and that's just the mindset that I have. What advice would you give to someone now who's, like, worried about getting the, uh, the virus? The, the advice I would give is to continue to wear your mask, you know, continue to wash your hands regularly and practice social distancing and, and just being mindful because I think some of us think that it's over, um, but we still have to take precautionary measures because we don't want this thing to, to reach um, the level of emergency that it was before, you know. So I think people just need to continue to take precautionary precautionary measures as we've been told and I think now is the time to focus on immunity focus on health uh, and just yeah. making realistic changes I'm not saying oh you have to go all green and, and do five miles a day like you're training to get into the army you know but just let this be a light bulb let this be an eye opener because we saw someone my age 
and, you know, who may have had underlying medical conditions or who may have been uh, excessively overweight, obese. And, you know, we saw much, uh, we saw a different turnout for that. We saw death. We saw, you know, um, being put on ventilators for weeks. We saw, you know, it, it was just, it was unimaginable. And it could have been very different if my health wasn't in the state that it was. And I, I just want people to use this as a wake-up call. You know, let, let's just uh, make some changes. It doesn't have to be overwhelming, but just start with the smallest things and just work on it. I agree 100%. And I think that a lot of people aren't focusing enough on the health aspect of it, especially your immune system, as you so capably mentioned. The immune system is so important. We need to focus on eating healthy, taking our vitamins, and exercise. Yes, yes, yes. Body movement wow. increases your defense, your white blood cells, your body's ability to fight invasion. You know, so it's not only just nutrition. It's getting body movement in, and it's the nutrition aspect. You know, and, and these things tie into your mental health. And now more than ever, we also need to focus on mental health. You know, many people are displaced, they're out of work, their lives have changed yeah. around them in uncontrollable measures. You know, so when I teach my clients, whether virtually or in, play, in person, I'm focused on I'm focusing on mental health along with physical health because I need people to be strong in every aspect right now because we're up against a lot. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And you're definitely a role model for so many people right now. So... I, I applaud you for that, and I'm I'm really appreciative. I appreciate the fact that you're able to come on to talk about it. You know, me too. And even while I, I even while I was sick, it's like my client. I didn't know what I had. They didn't know I had what I had. So in the beginning, they're like, "So, but when are we going to start our Zoom?" You know. So right away, they're like, "Okay, well, the gym is shut down. I know you're a little sick, but we need to work out." You know. So it was like the wow. moment I felt better, I felt obligated to just help my people, you know. And then once I realized what I had, when I got the call from the CDC and the, the lady asked me how I was feeling, I said, I just finished teaching a Zoom. And she said, you are lucky. And I said, you know, no, you know, I'm blessed. And at that moment, you know, I cried a little. I was a little emotional because I couldn't believe that I had this thing and I was beating it already. And I was, you know, almost back to myself. And I said to Mika, you know, if you had any doubt about what your purpose is, it's meant to help people. And if this is not a testimony, I don't know what, what else you're waiting for, you know. So I just I said to myself, and I used my platform throughout the quarantine. And let me tell you, there was days that I felt low. You know, my business was shut down. My finances was impacted. I'm isolated. Yeah. And I would get on that Zoom, yeah. and I would teach to 10, 12, 20 people who ever showed up. And when I finished, you know, I felt better, not just physically, but mentally. And clients would write to me, and they would say, you've been an angel during this time. You don't know how much you helped me. So then I also realized what I was doing. I was ministering to my virtual community. It wasn't only about helping them not gain weight through this time. It was really helping to change people's day, you know. So that's what I did all throughout quarantine. I'm still doing it now. Although attendance has dropped, you know, through uh, through my virtual training because I have people from all different states and other states opened up faster. So it's like, okay, well, we can get back to our trainers. We can get back to our gyms. But although all of that has changed, I'm still doing my best to 
keep it going because we've, we've created a community, you know, and those are my people, you know, those, those are my ladies now. And I just feel obligated to just keep going with them in any way possible, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And they look forward to you um, leading and guiding yes, them. Yes, and we really, we really, I mean, I can't say it enough. We helped each other, you know, throughout that time. We really did. Wow. So this pandemic has impacted your, you know, your business somewhat. Yes. Well, I was shut down the entire time. You know, Jim's here in New York. We got the last clearance to to reopen, and we still have to operate at 30% uh, capacity. Clients are not only, some of them are financially impacted, so the, you know, disposable income that people have, they, some people no longer have that. Um, so we have to deal with that. We also have to deal with fear. I had a client, she doesn't want to step foot in the gym. Do you know I was training her in the parking lot the other day because really? I'm doing whatever I can to accommodate them and to also keep my business going. And I said to yes. a friend of mine the other day, I said, I started my business three and a half years ago. I feel like I'm restarting all over again in a lot of ways. But you know what? I'm not letting it get me down. I'm very fortunate uh, to be able to be in the position that I am. I could have been hit a lot harder. Uh, so what I'm doing is my thing is in adversity, there's opportunities, and you just have to reposition yourself. I jokingly said with my clients, I, see, I said, if you see me out here selling vegan cookies, I said, the girl can't bake at all. You know, I said, but if you see me out here selling vegan cookies, you know I'm just getting resourceful, and you better support my business because yeah. it's resorted to yes. vegan cookies, you know. But you just have <laughs> to do what you have to do to reposition yourself. So what I found that there was room for my business virtually. You know, so I just made that transition, and I have an app that's coming out now. So I looked at this as I could have just said, you know what, my back is against the wall. I'm hit hard. But I said, you know what, strap some boots up. You've been through things worse than this, you know, and you're going to have to just make it work. And that's my message to entrepreneurs out there. Find other ways to reposition your business and your talents, because many of us have had several. You know, so, you know, it's a, a way that you can service people online and in person now that uh, your business may be back up and running. You know, don't shy away from keeping that virtual going and finding ways uh, to reposition your business and your skills. I have I have chefs doing virtual, um, you know, cooking lessons, you know, some of my, and we, we're just kind of creative. And in a time like this, yes. you can stumble upon a new business venture. So that's just my way of staying optimistic, you know? Yeah, excellent. Well, it sounds good. So you're you're training people virtually as well as in person, though, right yes. now, right? And still operate, and I would like to say maybe 30 40% of what I, my normal workload in terms of clients. So it's not back to normal. It's definitely not back to normal. Um, but I, I, I'm making it work. I'm making it work. And thank God it hasn't been as bad as it could have been. Oh, definitely. Who are your ideal clients? My ideal clients is women age group, I would say, between uh, mid-20s now to about 60, you know. So it's, it's the working class woman. It's the woman juggling a, a career and children and, and family, you know, activities. So um, it, it's the everyday woman who people are much more educated now. 
I have not many baby boomers, I want to say, anymore, but I have a lot of empty nesters. You know, their children are off to college, and now they're finally making some time for themselves. I service predominantly African-American women, and they are all career-minded professional uh, women who can afford uh, services such as what I provide. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a struggle now for some be, due to COVID. Oh, most definitely. Now, what services does uh, Body by Tamika provide? So I provide in-person training, uh, one-on-one in small groups. That way I have a price point that is, you know, something for everybody. So small group, uh, one-on-one. Uh, I also offer classes, virtual classes. And I also have a med spa where I offer body contouring service services. Uh, we consider that non-invasive uh, weight loss services. So I do things such as a laser lipo, cavitation, wood slender sculpting massages. So it's it's something that can just help aid in a weight loss journey. You it to me it cannot replace it, but I do offer aesthetic procedures, non invasive procedures that can just help speed up the process. I understand you're also a life coach. Yes, I'm life coach certified, and my uh, undergrad is in psychology, which is where that spin came from. And for me, the reason why I wanted, you know, to be certified in life coaching and just understanding the, the way the mind works a little bit more is because I have found through my experience, which is, you know, now 15 plus years, that people are not just overweight uh, just because. You know, there are so many factors that go into it, and it's not only because people are weak and, and they, you know, they can't do it. A lot of it is traumatic experiences. A lot of it is stress-induced. A lot of it is environment, too. So I just try to have the skills to be compassionate enough to help people, you know, truly understand, okay, what are your triggers? What may be causing it? Uh, so that way I feel like I can service them better. Where do you see your company in the next five years, Tamika? A few locations. Um, I want to take my business to different states, you know, for starters. Um, I want to – I see a larger virtual community. I've seen all these things because they're so achievable uh, for my business, and I'm more than capable of doing it. So now it's just manpower and time. But I see myself being a household name. And um, ah. I'm just waiting for the day that all of it is showcased. Nice. I saw some pictures of you in your electronic press kit, and you're very fashionable, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Are you selling your own clothing line now? No, I'm not. But the, the funny thing about it is, and this is a message to entrepreneurs out there, sometimes you feel like you just can't get it together because you don't know what to focus on. You know, uh, many people who have talents, often we have several so my first degree is in fashion buying and merchandising, and you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be a fashion designer, you know, or something in the fashion industry. And then I had started managing health clubs at 19, and then I fell in love with fitness. So I never really pursued the fashion anymore. But here's the thing. This is why I tell people it's never a waste. So now – it allows to put together my social media and my aesthetics and, you know, uh, have a say-so in the clothing and the fashion because I do have uh, some knowledge there. 
So that's just me being creative because I couldn't pursue my first dream. Uh, but it's all good because the second one is even better. And what I know from, you know, that first degree and what I wanted to do, I'm able to somehow put it into my fitness. Oh, most definitely. And I'm sure that's going to be a success as well. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> a message to anybody, if you're struggling to figure out what to focus on, don't worry, there may be a way to integrate all of your strengths and put it into one great project. Hmm, that's good advice. I love that. I love that. Now, how can my listeners contact you and find out more about Tamika Harden? Okay, on Instagram is Body by Tamika, and that's B O D Y B Y, the spelling of my name, T A M I K A. And that's Body by Tamika on Instagram on uh, YouTube, on Facebook, bodybytamika.com, and my new website, I'm going to have a launch event. It's almost done. Uh, they can reach me on the website. And I'm working on trying to get on other platforms. There's so many now. Um, but I'm out there, and I'm working, and I'm reachable. You know, I, I take pride in being reachable and being there for my clients because I remember when I you know, was on my weight loss journey. And I like you, you spoke about childhood obesity. I grew up overweight. So I like to be there for people as much as I can, because in so many ways I can relate. I love your energy, love your passion. And I know you're going to succeed to me. Yes. Thank uh -huh. you. Thank you. And I'm not going to stop. My motto is if they don't open the door, kick it down. I'm not promoting balance, but if you got to kick it off the hinges, kick it off the hinges, take what is meant to be yours, you know, and just stay diligent, stay on course, and God will send you the people that you need in your life. They'll just start showing up, you know, so just, you know, just staying uh, positive and, and not stopping despite the obstacles ahead because there's going to be several, but each one you knock down makes you stronger for the next one, so just staying positive. Hmm, you are definitely a life coach. <laughs> Tamika Harden. On behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I want to thank you for coming on my show today. No problem. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Let's keep, you know, motivating people and changing lives because we're changing them one by one. And once we change one, they go out in the world and they're changing others. And that's how we keep it going. Awesome. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring, and that you will continue tuning in to our Six Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my Six Weeks of Fitness blog at www.sixweeksoffitness.com or email me at vince at sixweeks.com. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes like this. Take care. Bye-bye.